today's price is not today's price. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. This is the Maverick Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Maverick. Today, we are rolling out the red carpet. We have the super talented Celinda Sanchez on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me tonight. I am honored and delighted to be here with you. Before we dive into everything, for the 1% of the people out there that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, as you mentioned, I'm Celinda Sanchez, super talented. I don't see the talent, Absolutely. but other people do, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Humble. I, thank you. I was born in San Luis Potosí. Okay. Um, lived there till I was about maybe a year and a half. After that, I went to go live in Mexico City. Cool. Um, was there for about another year and a half. Came to the U.S. when I was three years old. That's when we finally migrated and have been here since then. Okay. Oklahoma City, raised, uh, Southside, Capitol Hill, Reppin. high school, graduate, right. you know? Cool. So you don't remember anything from Mexico? You, do you have any like sort of like brief memories Growing I don't, up there, I not don't. even the food, nothing. No, not no. at all. I wish I could. Okay. I do miss Mexico. Yeah. Um, but I can't say I miss the memories because I don't remember the yeah. memories. Do you remember sort of like what spurred the movement to the U.S.? Like what drove that decision? Definitely the lack of resources down there for my parents. My okay. parents wanting to give me a better future. At the time, it was just me. Okay. Um, my younger brother wasn't born at the time, but. It was just the whole in the search of the American dream. Yeah, for sure. So growing up in school, like what kind of kid were you? Were you like into academics? Were you into sports? Were you introvert, extrovert? Like tell us about you as a kid. I would say I was all of them. All of them. Um, okay. I love sports. I did track when I was like in fourth and fifth grade. Really? Okay. I went to Lee Elementary. So did I. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, I went to cool. Lee Elementary. Um I did track and field. I was that person that like your parents get that note like, hey, your daughter talks too much. We've had to oh, move yeah. her you know, from seat <laughs> yeah. around the classroom. Um, social butterfly. Yeah. I feel like back in the day, they used to like give that note as like a bad thing. But I think, I mean, that's kind of a good thing, right? Especially in today's day and age where like networking and like social media and like everything's collaborative, like every career basically, right? Right, it is collaborative, but we also did have that face-to-face -face interaction, something true. that the generations now, they don't have. Everything is digital. You know, That's you're true. you're sending a text message, you're sending an email, yeah. or you have someone to do that for you. Where mm -hmm. back then as a kid, you had to do it yourself. Right. Or you had to write like those paper notes and pass yeah, it pass along, it. <laughs> give it to yep. someone, hey, pass this down to, you know, whoever. Right. And you're waiting till like the next period to hear back from that note. Yep. It was check like yes the original no. text message. Maybe, <laughs> check yes or no, right? Yeah. So you did sort of the track and field. And then uh, in high school, did you pursue that further? Or were you like more into other sports? Or what happened in high school? Um. I did cheerleading in really? middle school. Okay. Yeah, I did cheerleading in middle school. Did it for like one year. Okay. The second year, it didn't work out as I wanted. What but happened? it's okay. You just like weren't in love with like the actual yeah, once you got to no, do it? Yeah, I, I really wasn't. Oh. Um, I did enjoy it because I did enjoy the traveling, going from school to school, yeah. getting on the school bus, wearing, you know, like the makeup, all that right. stuff. Um, when I went to high school, though, the first year I wasn't as, as involved the second year, sophomore year, I became more involved. Mm -hmm. I was a soccer manager for the men's team. Okay. Um, three of my friends at the time, they were like, hey, you should do it. I'm like, okay, Why cool. Not? <laughs> Why not? It'll yeah. get me to go to other schools and yeah. travel and hang out and all that stuff. Junior year, I did volleyball. I was a volleyball captain oh, my really? junior and senior year, okay. right. and I played soccer my senior year for the girls' team, and okay. it was... Cool. So when I was growing up, Capitol Hill was a little rough. I don't know yeah. if it was a little rough when you were there. Um, I think it comes down to your environment, your mm -hmm. friends, your social circle. Yeah. You know, there were teenage pregnancies going on. There were individuals getting incarcerated 
there mm-hmm. were deaths in my class, but I... How'd you avoid that? Circle of friends, yeah. you know, picking out what friends are going to push you to become someone who is not going to become yeah. another statistic. But there's a lot of peer pressure, right? So yeah, a lot definitely. of like peer pressure, hey, do you want to go ditching? Hey, do you want to do this cool thing, right? Like there's a lot of peer pressure. Oh right? yeah, so for sure, for how sure. How did you sort of avoid the peer pressure? I think like the first two years I did go on like National Ditch oh, Day yeah. just because it was cool and yeah. I wasn't as focused until yeah. I started getting these uh, deeper bonds with the individuals I was hanging out. And they're like, hey, well, we're not going to participate in that. We're just mm. going to do this instead. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm down yeah. for that. That sounds good. Cool, cool. So <laughs> so I was, I did fall into the peer pressure, just maybe not, just the, not the full, limit. Not the full yeah. peer pressure that would get me into trouble. <laughs> yeah. What would you say was like the sketchiest maybe situation or did you even have anything like that where you're like, okay, Maybe I should be more careful who I hang out with or anything like that. Did you experience anything like that? Yes. When I started seeing all of the friends that I grew up with, elementary and middle school, get pregnant at the age of like 16, 17. Yeah. And, and I I knew that was not in my plans. Mm-hmm. That's when I kind of just switched gears on things yeah. and perspectives. What was sort of like your career ambitions? Like what were your dreams in high school? What did you want to do? I don't know what I want to do yet. And I'm no, older now. You're still figuring it yeah, out. Yeah, I'm still right. figuring it out, taking yeah. it day by day. <laughs> that's true, right? Because a lot of people are like, hey, you got to figure it out by your, the time you're 18 or whatever. And that's a crazy decision, yeah. right? Like, that's like your whole life. Like, And a lot of times you do get to that point and you're like, this is not what I wanted. This is not yeah. what I expected. This is not what I was sold and told. Yeah. And it's okay to start all over on what you do want to do. Yeah. So I'm bought in. But the question is, were your parents cool with that? Where you're like, hey, I don't know what I want to do. Or they're like, okay, that's fine. Um, my parents have always been very, very supportive in all the decisions I've done in my life, whether okay. they've been the best that support me, whether they have not been the best that support me. They've never mm-hmm. like left me. They've always held my hand and awesome. like had that support um, behind me. Yeah. Was there a lot of pressure to go into a certain career or do, you know, because they, they, they came to the U.S., right? Like the whole purpose was to give you a better life, right? Like I always feel guilty for that. Me personally, right? Like I always try to like do the best at everything, right? Exactly. And I think that is one big motivator of me wanting to pursue more and better because of what they've done to get me to where I am at now. Yeah. You know, they sacrificed their families, their households, their everything that they had, their lands to try and provide me to do something better. Why won't I do something better? Yeah. But it sounds like you were never really a troublemaker. No. You, you kind of like kind of did your thing and still real follower. Did, did good in school. So good grades. Yeah. Everything was cool. Yeah. yeah. Everything was good. Um, okay. Survived the South Side. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a big goal. Right. Like I, I, I always tell people I wish I would have had like some of my friends from high school go on to OU. Mm-hmm. Like none of my Hispanic friends went to OU. Like that would have been awesome to be like, hey, you know, like I've known this guy since high school, since middle school or whatever. Yeah. But None of them. Yeah. um, I wish I would have had a a similar experience to that. However, we do now live in a world where we are still connected. I'm still really good friends with people from elementary. You know, we're all still in touch with each other, even if we don't see each other on a daily basis or on a monthly Mm -hmm. basis or on a weekly basis. But I'm still seeing like they're growing up. Their kids are growing up. Yeah. they're expanding their families, they're expanding careers, they're expanding in all the awesome things right. they're doing now. That is, I guess, a positive thing about social media, right? Yeah. A lot of people want to talk about the bad stuff, but it does allow you to stay connected to people that maybe you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. So that's a good point. And and we are humans that do need that interaction, yeah. the, the community yeah. feeling. So when did you say, hey, I'm going to go to the university this is going to like, you know, this is what I want to study. How'd you figure all that out? Um, when the friends that were, that I was hanging around with at the time, they were, they were about a year older than I was. Okay. They went to school, um, OU. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I guess this is what I'm doing now too. So you just so, picked OU based yeah. on your friends or what? Not based mm-hmm. on my friends. I think it's like nostalgia also mm-hmm. because my dad's like the 
biggest OU fan. I've seen that. You guys go to a lot of football games we together, We do. Right? Yeah, yeah, that man loves yeah. his Sooners. Like, he go. posses the, his Saturday Rumor, right? <laughs> things, like, yeah. everything for the Sooners. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, like, his front yard is decorated in, like, Sooner stuff, and it's, yeah. like, Sooner parking only. If nice. you're not a fan, park across the street, like, yeah. stuff like that. Awesome. He doesn't get rowdy with people. I like him people. already. I like him already. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't get rowdy with people, but that's just, like, the person he is yeah. so growing up i watched football games with him uh, okay. i didn't understand the game yeah. until he would like break it down for me to a yeah. level where a nine eight-year-old could understand football that's cool so that's where that connection of going to football yeah. games it started like early age we didn't go i didn't take my dad to his first ou game until i was a lot older okay um i think it was 2012 cool so that's all, a cool bond to have, yeah. right? Especially like with the daughter, right? Like usually like daughter is like football, whatever, right? Yeah. But yeah. It sounds like you got a good bond over football. Yeah. 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 Like over sports in general, like yeah. even watching the Mexican, uh, the Liga Mexicana, okay. you know. What's his team? I think he's an America fan. He oh. kind of like just goes around. <laughs> that's Omar's people over there. <laughs> <laughs> he kind. Yeah. I think he just enjoys the sport because he used to play soccer when he was younger. Okay. Um, I also grew up watching him play every Sunday on the soccer fields off like Twenty uh, Second okay. Street. So cool, cool. sports have always been in my life. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's kind of maybe why you started to get into sports, maybe too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. For okay. sure. I think it was a really big influence. Um, being every Sunday at the soccer field with yeah, my dad. Yeah, that's cool. So he was he like psyched when you're like, hey, I'm going to OU. Oh, he was like, thrilled. Tell me thrilled. about that. Like when you got the acceptance letter, like how'd it go down? I had him and my mom open it. Yeah. Obviously there was a language barrier. So mm. I had to tell them what it said and like okay. what it meant. And they're like, oh, okay, you're going. I'm Were you like, like yeah. freaking out? Like, oh, maybe I didn't get accepted. And you're like, okay, let's read it together. Or, I, what? or you're like, I got it in the bag. I'm in. I kind of already had a high suspicion yeah. that I was in, that okay. I had already been accepted just because the size of my class, my GPA, yeah. my extracurricular activities that I was involved in. Got it. So I was like, okay. So you're like, my application is solid. Like, I'm in. Not quite, but <laughs> I had a high feeling that, yeah. that I had been accepted. So I had mm. them open the letter and um, they didn't understand it at first. They're like, okay. And I'm mm. like, it means que me aceptaron, que yeah. voy a la universidad. They're like, oh, okay. So like, awesome. it, it just changed for them. <laughs> I bet, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Especially being like a first generation yeah. um, to graduate high school, to be in college, to do all of that stuff. Right, right. And it just kind of solidifies like, hey, we, we came to the U.S. to give you a better life. Like you're going to OU, how cool is that, right? Like that's a real cool story to be able to tell. Right. How right. can I pay back all the sacrifices yeah. that you've done yeah. for me? And uh, like for yourself. Yeah. Did you uh, know, okay, we got in. Did you know, like, where, what do you want to study? Like, that's like the first question that everybody's going to like, what's your major? Yeah. Right. At that time when I got there, I was a little in, I knew that I wanted to do something like health related. Uh -huh. So my first intention was health and exercise science. Okay. Why health? Um, I grew up watching my dad being involved in sports, always running. Okay. My mom also played sports when she was younger. She played volleyball. Okay. So I always grew up in a household where everyone was active one way Got or it. another. Okay. Um, there were also like other factors. My mom was getting older. Her health was starting to, I wouldn't say decline, but like little diseases were starting to pop up here and there. So I was like, yeah. I need to do something for her, for myself, for the mm -hmm. community. Okay. So, and I was like, I love sports. Why not combine like health and exercise science? Yeah. So when I got there, I realized how much my classes were going to be as similar as a nurse. And I was like, I don't want to You didn't want to do it? No. no. Okay. So I kind of took a pause, still was taking like my general eds. After that, I was really interested in social work. Okay. So I was like, yeah. That's one extreme to the other. Yeah. <laughs> kind of-ish, yeah. you know, because. I mean, I guess you're helping people either way. Yeah. But like the what you're studying right like your basics are never, they're all going to change right yeah yeah like yeah. your major courses change but your basics yeah. stay the same so when i got into the social work i was like okay i kind of like this idea mm -hmm. and then i was starting to hear the stories of like you know all the unfortunate things that happened to families and i was right. like i don't know if i can handle it it's tough especially with kids right you yes. hear about like yeah abuse or whatever unfortunate situations like 
it's tough to do that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I don't think this is going to work out for me. Let me go yeah. ahead and, and, and stop there. Wow. So then I took a 10 year gap from school. Really? Yeah. I took okay. a 10 year gap. And then whenever I decided to go back to school, mm-hmm. I saw that the university of Oklahoma was offering public health, community health this time. And I was like, this is perfect. This intertwines both of the careers that yeah. I wanted to do that very first time, health and so exercise science. So walk me through that. Like what's, what's and, community? Um, you're basically wanting to help the community um, mm. do prevention okay. and disease prevention, any sort of type of health risk, reduce that. And okay. when the person has been exposed or does have a disease, Try mm-hmm. to help with the treatment I and see. educate the community on how to either prevent or how to okay work with whatever disease cool. may arise. So you're like, okay, I enjoy the people aspect of yeah. it, and I still have sort of this health sort of like tangled in between, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I figured it was perfect for me. And, cool. And it's worked out since then. And that's what you stuck with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. That's awesome. And my understanding is you're about to graduate, right? So yeah, yeah. sometime next year. Yeah, um, I, cool. I do like part-time, um, yeah. school, part-time work. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to balance everything. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about your experience at OU. Cause I know for me, it was sort of a culture shock. Uh, oh. and then like nobody really from my family could like give me their experience, right? Because nobody had done it before, right? So Definitely like, a culture shock. You know, I went from a classroom that was maybe 22 of us. Exactly. And <laughs> Those again, general ed classes, yeah, like an auditorium. Yeah, like so I went from a classroom where there was like 22 of us and yeah. all of us were like Spanish speaking. They all look like me, dark yep. hair, brown skin. You know, yep. every now and then there was another person out of what I was you know, like used to, you know, Caucasian, African-American. Yeah. And I go to OU, my classes are like 300 people, yeah. 150, 200. Yep. And it's like, I'm the only person that doesn't look like them. Yeah. And then literally nobody's going to notice if you're in class or not. Right. right? So yeah. it takes a lot of like dedication to like do it on your own and like make sure you're doing the right things because nobody's going to be there to tell you, Hey, be in class, do your work, whatever. And I think that's where a lot of people fail too, right? Exactly. They get all this freedom all of a sudden. Exactly. It's yeah. like, you mean I don't have to go to school right. anymore? Like right. it's my choice now. You're not going to mark <laughs> yeah. me tardy in abs- unexcused right. absence. I had friends that would be like, Oh, so the, the final's worth this much. So I only have to do this much on this test. Like they would do all the math and be like, if I could just get like, these grades on these three tests, I can pass a Breaking class. it down and, and like, seeing what best, what <laughs> yeah, is the best be way for them to pass. Yeah. yeah. How to be a slacker. A smart slacker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely a culture shock at the time. Yeah. But little by little, you start building this community because you're not the only one in that position. Yeah. So you start circling around others that kind of look like you, that have similar backgrounds, similar yeah. stories, and you start building a whole new network. Yeah, for me, it was all the the Texas people like that's like (laughs) where I started seeing, Okay, this guy's kind of like me, but he's from Texas. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or or even it was like people from the south side. Also, even Mm -hmm. if you didn't go to school with them directly, you had a friend that knew their friend. But it's like, hey, like we share this friend in common. now. Like, let's let's kind of be buddies now. Yeah. So did you enjoy it or were there like some rough times where you're like, okay, this is a little bit more challenging? It was definitely challenging. It was hard for my parents to understand. Like I can't come home every weekend. Um, You don't understand like what I'm going through right now. Yeah. And I didn't have like that older sibling that some people now have to, to look up to or to ask for guidance kind of just had to figure it out on my own yeah. and there was no blueprint people, like, yeah there is we are the blueprint yeah, for others that's true yeah that's one way to think about it because i wish i would have had like at least somebody in the neighborhood somebody like could be like okay well this guy did this or this and that maybe i can ask him questions yeah you no know? yeah. but the good thing is we get to be the blueprint for someone that's true yeah, yeah. So did you partake in any partying? Did you get into trouble? Like what was, what was OU like for you? Parties? Yes. Trouble? No. Uh-huh. I've always rule follower. Yeah. Again. Okay. Cool. Cool. So you were like grades, no problem. Everything's cool under control. Yeah. 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 That was, okay. that was good. Um, it was more of like 
trying to find where I kind of fit and kind of do my thing. Yeah. And what about uh, internships or trying to figure out like, okay, yeah, it sounds good, right? On paper, this is what I'm going to study. This is my major. But then did you get a little taste of like, hey, this is what I'm going to do? I think I'm getting that now. Um, This second time around in school. Cool. How has that been? I've loved it. Yeah. Obviously, my classmates are a little younger than me. Sure. Um, so. But you can like sort of be a, a comedian. You can like. Yeah. You, yeah. you can mix in. I'm yeah. sure you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's yeah. just a different approach, a different perspective on yeah. wanting to finish your career, of wanting to do what is best for you at that time. Yeah. Cool. So I know when we were talking about you being on the podcast and you were like, well, what am I going to wear? And I was like, well, just wear like a band t-shirt. Like, that's what I always do. Right. And you're like, oh, I got plenty of those. Like, yeah, that's like my jam. Like concert, like merch is my thing. Oh, right? for sure. I love concert merch. So like, how did the love of concert and concert merch, like how did that go down? My very first concert was Ivy Queen. The really? reggaetonera. No way. Yes. I was Where? like 16 years old. Yeah. My cousin and my uncle, um, they were like, do you want to go? I'm like, yes, I want to go. So it was at OK Corral. No I way. still have like. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was at OK Corral. I still have like pictures from that concert and yeah. stuff um, awesome. with the whole camera, the disposable camera. And yeah. Have you posted them before? No, I've no, never you posted post them. That. I should. Really I should. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably do like a throwback Thursday or something. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And like the reason that I came about knowing like who Ivy Queen was, mm-hmm. do you remember the channel Mundos? Oh yeah, yeah. I grew up watching yeah. that channel. Okay. There was always this show called The Roof. The Roof. I don't know if I watched that. Okay. No. So it like took place supposedly like the st- the the set the set was designed to be like a roof. So it was like boxes and then like so you like see like a, a skyline. Or yeah, like a. Yeah. New York City skyline type of thing in the background. Okay. They would always feature like all these reggaeton artists. Okay. And they would let people call in to like request a song or like to chat or whatever. Cool. I was that person. I would call into the show. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you're probably too young, but I don't know if this was around. Do you remember The Box? Did you ever watch that? You're probably too young. You know? I don't. So there was like a TV show called The Box and like people would call in for hip hop. Maybe it was their take like like, on a Latino spin. It was similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, like, that's how I started learning more about, like, the reggaetoneros, the artists, Daddy Yankee, Nicky Jam, Trevor Clan. So you were, like, calling in, like, requesting songs. Yes, yeah, yeah, like, I was (laughs) that person. Um, So then I don't know how it came about because there was no social media at the time. Not even, like, MySpace or anything like that? I think I was too young at the time to have MySpace. Yeah. But I think, like, my uncle told me on the radio or something. Like, he heard Mm -hmm. it on the radio. And he's like, do you want to go? And I was like, yes, I want to. (laughs) So I was like, mom, can I go? She's like, who's taking you? Where is this at? And I'm like... My uncle and my cousin, she's like, okay, like, I trusted him. Like, she didn't even you. say, like, hey, no. who's this Ivy Queen? No. Like, let me hear the lyrics, nothing. No, she's like, yeah. again, very supportive. Yeah. She's like, okay, that's nice. fine. So we, like, went and bought our tickets. Yeah. And there was probably, like, 20, 30 people. That's it? At that time. Wow. Yeah. This that's was, crazy. like, at the very, very beginning of her career. Yeah. Or I guess when reggaeton had been a little bit more accepted. Because yeah. reggaeton was definitely underground. Yeah, especially around here. Right. Yeah, maybe East Coast. She was probably like big already, but yeah, here, yeah, right. not in Oklahoma. Yeah. So I went to that. That was my very first concert. That's After awesome. that, I went back to like another concert, and I think it was Pegaso. Okay, yeah, <laughs> we're going one extreme to the yeah. other. I'm telling how, you, how did you get into Pegaso? That's like a old school, like probably like dad vibes music, right? Definitely dad vibes. And that's where <laughs> yeah. it comes from. Cause my yeah. dad, that's all he would listen to like okay. Pegaso, Sonido Master, nice. Grupo Topaz, yeah, and like yeah. a lot of Tejano, okay. uh, Joe Lopez, Maz, yeah. Jimmy Gonzalez, okay. Ram Herrera, like all that stuff is what I grew up listening okay. to with my dad. How did he get into Tejano music? Do you he know? grew up more in Texas. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. He grew up more in Texas yeah. when he like migrated um, before us. Yeah. So he was listening to all these artists and yeah. I was listening there with them. Nice. So Pegaso was my second concert. After that, it was like Little Wayne and like it was just <laughs> been all over the place. That's awesome. Like, since then. Yeah. That's cool. 
And then you're rocking the Tiras del Norte. Of course. You were telling me that you've seen them a couple of times at least, right? Yeah. Um, they were just here last September. That was the second time I got to see them. I got yeah. to experience that concert with my mom because okay. she's a really big Tigres del Norte fan. Awesome. Um, so that was a really, really special night. Yeah. Did you ever pursue... Uh, well, I'm, I'm just going to dive into it. I've heard <laughs> that maybe you pursued some music and you might have been in a rock band. Oh, right? gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so at that time, many years ago, my cousins, they had a band. Yeah. And they're like, do you want to be part of it? I'm like, sure. What age Again, of- falling into peer pressure. I was like, what okay. age? Like what age were we talking about? I was like 19 till I was a about like 21 okay. or so. So um, like you were at OU in a rock band? Yeah, like no I would come in and yeah. it, I didn't really get to perform. Yeah. It was more like me hanging out with them and okay. like whenever they would do like rock nights um, at Mangos, uh-huh. RIP, you know, really good <laughs> fun place. Yeah. Um, they would host like these rock nights on Sundays or it would just kind of depend what was available. Yeah. So I would hang out with them, help with the setup, nice. help with whatever needed to be done. Yeah. And from time to time, they would let me perform. Cool. And I had like my two little songs that I would perform all the time. So you were the singer, like what, you played an instrument, like what did you do? I would hang band? out with them, like be part of the band. And then there were times where I did get to sing yeah. like my own songs. Okay. Let's hear it. No, no, no. <laughs> what type of songs would you perform? Like covers or what? Yeah, definitely uh, covers. One of them was like Rosa Pastel by Belanova. Okay. And to this day, like whenever we're having like family get togethers yeah. and it's like karaoke time, they're like, go ahead and sing it. But nice. more as a like them picking at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, so you would then, consider like, yourself a singer? Like, you know how no, to sing? No. No, I love singing. Uh, I don't uh, have the voice to sing. Okay. Um, another song that I would perform was like Zombies by Cranberries. Nice. So it was yeah. just to kill time and hang out and, yeah. and do what I wanted to do. Cool. Were you into that music? Like, or was it just because like your cousins were into rock and they got you into it? Or no, you, you were into the rock I've stuff I've always well? been into like rock. Yeah. I, I love every genre of music. Everybody always says that, but then they're like, well, not country. Well, not like rock. I do enjoy yeah. uh, some country songs, but like yeah. I grew up listening to El Tri, Mana, Caifanes, okay. Hombres G, you know, like the yeah. um, traditional rock yeah. in Spanish. And then in English, it was like Metallica, Nirvana. Okay. So a cool. little bit of like everything that 90s grunge, Guns yeah. N' Roses, one of my favorite bands nice. that I have seen like twice already also. Yeah. What's so. like your favorite like rock concert you've been to? I recently went to the Pearl Jam concert. Oh, you did? Yeah. Cool. I was that at was that good? one. Yeah. yeah. It okay. was good. Um, I think the first time I got to see Guns N' Roses okay. was like my favorite yeah. rock yeah. concert um that this time they pl- that at that time they played at the lloyd noble center okay it did take axel rose like about an hour and a half to come onto stage you know <laughs> yeah. he's notorious for that Jeez. but um yeah. it was a good time it was a good time um slash wasn't there but the second time i did get to see guns and roses slash was there okay. so it was a different cool. experience different venue yeah. things had kind of changed yeah so it sounds like you're kind of like me where there's always a concert you want to go to oh for it's sure. like always like a spanish or english concert and then all the genres yeah it's like take all my money right? yeah yeah that is me <laughs> yeah that is definitely me yeah. i would like to go see luis miguel because he is going to be here in yeah. october yeah he's coming again did you go the the last time i around? didn't you get didn't to go, go. Yeah. no i didn't okay. get to go did yeah. you go yeah yeah it was amazing i mean that guy still has it yeah yeah Another concert that I was looking forward to go to was Ana Gabriel when she was here back yeah. in March. Went to I that didn't too. get to though yeah. get to go to that one. <laughs> yeah. I got stuck in New York City. Oh man. Oh wow. <laughs> such such horrible. <laughs> I got stuck in New York, right? Yeah. There was like weather, so Yeah. Cool. You just make the best out of it. Yeah. I sort of have like people like that, like Ana Gabriel, like all these legends that I want to see before they retire. Exactly. Right. Because I never got to see Vicente Fernandez. And I wish I would have got to see him, right? So do you have a list of like goats that you want to see like before they retire or anything like that? Like Elton John, I Mm -hmm. went to go see Elton John. I wanted to go to that one too, but I couldn't get to go 
to that one because I didn't have anyone to go with. Yeah, yeah, that's always my my problem too. Like I'll go like, hey, let's go to this concert, and like people either not want to go or, or they don't know who it is. Exactly. I think like, that's one of my biggest issues. They're yeah. like, we don't know who that is, and I'm like, what do you mean you don't yeah. know? Like I'm sure you have to have heard a song or two yeah. or something. They're like, that's nope, me. Like I trying don't. to convince people to go see like Ed Maverick or somebody like that. They're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I, so what's on your list of like must see concerts before they retire? Ana Gabriel was one of them. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping I get to go to the Luis Miguel one. Yeah. Because who knows when he might retire. Right. I don't know who else that I can think of right now. Yeah. Um, no hip hop concerts. Like I want to see like Jay-Z eventually. I don't know if I'll ever get to because he does like super like art shows, super exclusive stuff now. He doesn't really do a lot of it. I'm you sure know. you can get in the mix. Someone <laughs> yeah. will throw you a ticket. <laughs> we'll see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> But Jay-Z, for sure, I want to see him. So. Yeah, I've I've gotten to see a lot of, like, hip-hop um, artists that I'm yeah. like, okay, I've seen them. Okay. I've, I love concerts. That's cool. And then you buy merch at every concert because I do that, too. I try to, yeah. yeah. Whether it's, like, a t-shirt or, or a tote. Yeah. Those are, like, my two things, the okay. t-shirt or the tote. Awesome. You seen anybody here upcoming soon or no? Um, Nobody on your radar? I think... I wanted to go to the Raul Alejandro concert, okay. which I think was today Is it in today? Dallas. Uh-huh. Oh, man. In Dallas, okay. I wanted to go to that one. Didn't yeah. get to because yeah. I had already committed to this. Yeah, and oh, I am so a woman my of fault. my word. No, no. <laughs> it's like Raul Alejandro Maverick podcast. I'm sure it's like uh, Maverick okay. podcast. Yeah. Okay, no, I'll take um, it. <laughs> I, I didn't get to go. Yeah. However, I am going to go see Grupo Frontera in oh, yeah. November. Yeah, I, I right, love so the vibe me, that they're coming. What do you with. think about the Bad Bunny song? Like. I'll, I'll hold my opinion. Yeah, I think it was cute. Yeah. Like the the mix of both genres. Yeah. I don't think that like Bad Bunny was necessarily like singing. It did feel like he was like rapping over yeah. like a Norteño sound of music. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. Yeah. It was so cute. I like it. I'll tell you what I think. So I think it's a big win for the culture. It's yeah. awesome. Number one song in the world, right? That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome win, right? I'm happy for that. But to me, it feels like it's forced. And when I was hearing about the backstory of it, like they never even knew that Bad Bunny was going to be on the song. Like the the guy wrote the song and he's like, hey, I've got a surprise. They show up to record the video the day of. And that's when they're like, OK, Bad Bunny's going to come out and do his part. So knowing that, it kind of seems like it was forced to me. And it, like, it wasn't really like, OK, like I dig what you're doing. I want to do a collab type thing. It's uh-huh. like, OK, I'm just going to do it. Hop on because you guys are hot. And then if you listen to the song and you know that background, to me, it sounds different. It sounds forced. And then when it's the Bad Bunny part, like the rhythm changes for a little bit, then it goes back and it's like, uh, it feels forced to me. When I first heard the song, I had not watched the video. I didn't really know what, like what the video looked like. So when I first heard the song, you know, like Grupo Frontera is is performing, they're doing their part. And then Bad Bunny jumps in. It almost sounded like he had pre-recorded at another studio exactly. and, and sent it to them and happened. they just blended both recordings yeah. into one and that's what happened and they didn't even know that that was going to happen so to me that's like oh come on like you guys could have done better than that it's still a catchy song it is catchy right <laughs> but i don't know to me like if, if you're going to do that to me i want it to be authentic yeah right? like just don't do it just because hey frontera's hot we're going to hop on and do this collab because we know we're going to have yeah. a, you know a jam on our hands so yeah what about peso pluma him. you like him i like him yeah. i like his songs it's okay. definitely i feel like a new genre mm-hmm. the corridos tumbados um not something that i really grew up listening to yeah but it's it's catchy. you dig it yeah, yeah i dig it i'm catching on to okay. it okay cool i know you're a big bad bunny fan so yeah. you've seen him in concert too right or, uh-huh yeah. i did get to see bad bunny back in september okay um which was i was that a great crazy? show it was yeah. a good show it Great seems like show. his like visuals and like his setup and everything. Oh it's like, yeah, it's worth the price. It's of worth the price right? of, yeah. of of the ticket and yeah. you know the experience and yeah. like the crowd gets hyped, so that gets you hype and it's like okay, yeah. let's keep it going. Come on! And everybody like dresses up and it's like yeah. a big thing, right? Yeah, I yeah. loved that this concert well his concert yeah. Un Verano Sin Ti was very like beachy so yeah. everyone was like in their beachy yeah. flirty clothes and, and his like, merch hey. is crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah the merch was also something that I had to get because yeah. I love 
concert merch. Yeah, that's one of the things that took me by surprise when I went to go see Elton John. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that people dressed up. So yeah. they dress up like the different versions of Elton John, uh-huh. like the Dodger Elton John, like the all white Elton John. Yeah. Like the different, and then everybody's wearing the crazy like glasses, Big glasses. and stuff. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting, I just went like dressed like normal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like kind of like the oddball when everybody else like dressed all crazy. Dressed up, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about yoga because I know you're into yoga and how did that start and how did you, were you just like, okay, one more thing. It sounds interesting. Why not? Again, fall into peer pressure. Peer um, pressure. Good pressure. No, really? I'm kidding. No, I okay. made that decision on my own. Okay. So I started my yoga journey back in 2020. Mm-hmm. I had completed the half ma- the half marathon 2019. Okay. I didn't know. So you, you got into running? And, yeah, yeah. There was. Okay. There, I've always loved being like active, yeah, cool. um, physically active. Mm-hmm. So I did the half marathon 2019. I was like, I like it. Let me keep yeah. training. Let me try and do the half again in 2020. And if cool. I beat my time from 2019, I'm going to go for the full. Okay. So 2020 comes around and I had to have surgery. So mm. right in the middle of my training. So I had to stop wow. my training. Yeah. Um, but also the pandemic hit. Yeah. So I was so like, training was like probably weird, right? It was yeah. Different all of yeah. A sudden, it was right? different. And, yeah. and I couldn't do it because I was out for six weeks. Yeah. So once I was like medically cleared, I was like, okay, I want to stay active in something, mm-hmm. but I don't want it to be running this time around. Yeah. So I was like middle of pandemic. No one is doing anything. Yeah. Gyms are closed. There's restrictions everywhere. You can't hang out with other individuals. Right. Let me go to YouTube. So at that time, like everyone was picking up everything from YouTube, how to do like the banana bread, how to yeah. do the Korean coffee, how to do churros. Yeah, it was how to, crazy. Like, yeah. Like everyone just <laughs> became like bakers. Yeah. 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 So I was like, let me do yoga. Like okay. I don't need to interact with anyone else. Yeah. I can still be at home protecting myself, protecting the community. Yeah. Let's dive into this. You almost have to be like good before you can even do it. That's what it feels like to me. Like you got to be flexible. And that's the beautiful thing about yoga. You don't have to be flexible. No. No. But I've seen you like upside down. Like, (laughs) You know, like when when people say flexibility, it's actually harder for a person who is more flexible to get the same amount of benefits as someone who is not flexible because a person that is flexible your muscles have been stretched out you need to work twice as harder you need to engage different things to try to get that same feeling as someone who is not flexible okay that makes sense yeah so Uh, 2020 comes around and i was like okay well let me do like this youtube yoga yeah i did it i had like this little yoga mat i had bought and i was like okay i like this and it started progressing and i was like I like this more. Mm-hmm. I like this more. <laughs> I um it's a later slope. Yeah. yeah. So then later on restrictions were starting to lift and mm-hmm. we were able to kind of see each other a little bit better. Yeah. And I started up looking yoga classes near me. I found mm-hmm. some like at the Myriad Gardens. I started going to those on the days that I The ones that they do outside. Yeah, out in yeah, the lawn. I've seen those. Yeah. yeah. Those look cool. Yeah, it's so yeah. much fun. Did you, know, you do the goat one too? They do I, the goat? No, <laughs> I haven't gone to do like yeah. one with little animals yeah. or anything. Those seem cool too. I maybe want to put one together where you get to do like with kittens and uh, adopt okay. them. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. like pair up with someone and and try to rescue, you know, animals and stuff. Cool. So I started doing the yoga at the Merritt Gardens Mm -hmm. while I was doing the YouTube. And I was like, okay, I think I need a little bit more. You know, I just kept getting hooked and hooked. And I was starting to see all the benefits it was doing for me. Yeah. Not just physically, but like mentally, you know, 2020 was so hard on so many people. Definitely. um, That it was definitely a place where I was finding myself Mm -hmm. finding like clarity finding peace yeah so So that became your outlet yeah Yeah. and that has been my outlet since then you know like yoga um so i am coming up on three years of like my yoga versary what we call it in the in may yeah and it seems like you guys have like a tight-knit community i've met like different 
other communities within the yoga. Um, the one that I hang out with the most are my people from 405 Yoga. Shout yeah. out to them in Midtown, Oklahoma City. Um, they've be, they've become my family. And then you became an instructor too, right? Yeah. So, so I you felt, like did the deep dive, deep dive. I'm telling you, I went yeah. in like heels deep into yeah. it. I fell so much in love with it that mm-hmm. I was like, what else can I do? Like, to benefit myself, yeah. for me to grow and then share with my community. Cool. So I did go through their YTT, the yoga teacher training, um, awesome. spring of 2021. So was that? I bet that was like super tough to to do that, right? Like a lot of hours, or how does it work? It's a 200 hour training. Okay. Um, obviously, you don't do like the 200 hours all at once. Sure. There are dates that are set up. You do have to commit to it. Um, mm-hmm. So. Like on the weekends that I did have training, yeah. I was in bed like by 8 30, 9 o'clock, waking up because I knew I had a long day the next wow. day. Okay. But I think that because it's so, there's so much commitment to it, mm-hmm. it's so rewarding. That's cool. So, did you like want to do the instruction just to like be better, just like help people? Or like you're just like, I just want to know everything there is about yoga. And you just kind of like, became obsessed with it to learn more for myself yeah, and then eventually like offer that space to the community. That's cool. Yeah. I think that's much needed, especially like the Hispanic community. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a lot of representation in yoga, right? Yeah. Unfortunately yeah. not here. And there ought to, there are a lot of pre connotations to it yeah. because people think that because you do yoga, you're no longer like, a Catholic, like coming from a Catholic oh, really? background, um, okay. people were looking at me like, so you're not Catholic mm-hmm. anymore? I grew up oh, Catholic. Okay. They're, yeah. I'm like, no, like, I mean, yeah, it's just like a form it, of exercise. It's just a form right? of exercise. Like, yeah. like, of course, there's like some spirituality yeah. to it. Sure. But just because you're practicing yoga doesn't mean that you're not yeah. the person who you kind of once were before in like yeah. the spiritual realm. Interesting. So you got like, Sort of a lot of questions from friends and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. They're like, "Well, you're coming like really obsessed with it." I'm like, "No, like you, you, you just got to come and try to class." But anytime that I invite them, they're like, "Oh, I'm not flexible enough." That's my thing. (laughs) They're like, (laughs) "I can't do like like a handstand. I can't do a headstand." And like, neither could I. But the more that you show up, the more that you learn. Yeah. So tell me about like the first day, first class. Like, what was that like? Were you like super nervous? Were you like not able to do a lot of the poses? Like what happened? The oh, first for class? sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, usually there's like an all levels class. So by mm-hmm. all levels, they mean all levels. You know, yeah. it could be your very first class. It could be your thousand class. Okay. Everyone is at a different stage, a different level of their journey. Yeah. So when I first walked in there and, you know, we're going through the class and it was like inversion time. I saw people like on their heads and I was like, I can't do this. I cannot do this. So what do you do if they're at that pose and you can't do it? Like, what do you do during that duration? Um, There are other variations that you can do. You can obviously work on it Mm -hmm. without like injuring yourself. But there are other types of inversions. An inversion just means that you're hips are above your shoulders. Okay. That's all it means. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> your hips you can, are above your shoulders. You can do like... you can do that like laying down. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So okay. it just depends like where you want to get with your yoga journey. Yeah. So after a while, after showing up every so often that I could, mm-hmm. I I didn't get better. I learned more about myself. Okay. Cool. I always hear that there's benefits to breathing too. Exactly. Yeah. So beyond the flexibility, the body control, there's also like breathing, right? It's a breath work exercise. Tell me about that. Like, what do you like sort of practice with the breathing and like, what are the benefits of of doing that? Well, obviously the breathing, you know, gets you through the class, but Mm -hmm. you also engage your muscles, you relax your nervous system, you cool down Mm -hmm. and then you prep for like the next thing. I see. And that sort of like, sort of becomes like a meditation type yeah, of thing yeah, almost. Yeah, it, it yeah. does become a meditative state for okay. many people. That's cool. So that'd be maybe beneficial to someone that has a lot of stress maybe. Yeah. Or, or they just want to sort of unplug from the world. Right? Definitely. Yeah. You know, you connect with others in the room 
mm-hmm. you're mostly connecting with yourself because okay. everyone is kind of in their own world, in their own mind. Yeah. So nobody's going to be paying attention if I'm like over here, like nope. almost Mm-mm. falling nope. or something. No, no, no. Okay. No one is going to cool. be bothered by that. Cool. And then there's also hot yoga, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have the, you done that? The place that where I practice at, it's mm-hmm. heated yoga. Okay. Um, so it gets nice, warm and toasty. And, yeah. and there's benefits to that, obviously, mm-hmm. on why it's heated, just so that it becomes less injurious for individuals. Uh, Your okay. muscles get like more stretchy. I didn't know if it yummy. was supposed to be like more challenging. That's what I thought. But it sounds like it's the opposite. It's supposed to be more beneficial. It can be uh. challenging for individuals <laughs> okay. who don't like warmer weather. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm going to be sweating. It's going to be super hot. Oh, you'll be sweating. I'm going to be uncomfortable. Right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Um, but thanks to that, I've really built all these, you know, really good connections yeah. with these people. I've gotten to go to like the yoga retreats where our, I get to meet other people who are from other cities, from other states. Yeah. They're for like the same purpose to like learn more about themselves, That's to awesome. learn more about yoga in general. Yeah. So do you think you're going to pursue that further? Because it kind of sounds like you started like, I'm going to try it. All of a sudden you're an instructor and it's like, where are you going to take it? I don't know yet. Yeah. I, I do want to try and like do community classes. Um, yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, like maybe do one where you can adopt, you know, like a pet or something like mm-hmm. a rescue. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, that's cool. We'll see where it goes. And that's takes cool. Me. So we were talking about like it would have been cool if we would have had the blueprint, you know, growing up, if we would have had some models like somebody like, you know, just like kind of like follow. Right. So maybe for the viewers out there that, you know, maybe they don't have that. Maybe you know, give some advice of what they can do, you know, avoid peer pressure, you know, do the right thing, follow things. Even if you're uncertain, try new things. You've yeah. given great examples of like how you pursue like music, rock band, yoga, like all this stuff, right? Without even knowing, just like, hey, I'm going to try it. Exactly. You know? I mean, definitely like have your circle of friends who want the best for yourself. Yeah. But everyone is on a different journey, you know, they're... Mm-hmm just I don't know it's it's like an easy question but a difficult answer because everyone is set up differently you know my journey is different than yours different than your producers different than anyone else definitely and I always hear that people uh some people are like seasons they're only supposed to come into your life for a certain moment for a certain like you know purpose and then maybe they're not going to be with you for all your life right like are you a believer of that like certain people just come in for certain times when you need certain things or what yes and no just because I have had people who have who have been seasons in my life and I've learned so much from them and I've appreciated them so much but Mm -hmm. there are others that I have stayed connected with yeah it's um, always challenging for, for many years I recently got to see two of my best friends who I've been best friends for like 23 years now yeah so i've stayed really close to them okay who am i gonna find on your playlist i know that you're saying it's all over the place it, it seriously you know, is all past, over the place like, have you ever you seen that to? one meme the one that has like chelino sanchez and like tupac and then like all these other <laughs> yeah, all like together yes yeah. that mm-hmm. is me um it can go from like luke bryan to like bad bunny to Elvis Presley, to yeah. Frank Sinatra, That's to cool. like Toto, to like just yeah. everywhere, everywhere. What about the newer artists? Is there any new artists that you're sort of digging right now? Definitely Peso Pluma. I think yeah. he's like, like <laughs> I like his music, you know, it, yeah. it's it's catchy. Yeah. You know how uh, to do the dance with the no. little hopping? No. no, I don't. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, What are other good artists that I... Like Morgan Wallen right now is blowing up. I don't know if you like him, right? I haven't had the chance to listen to to Morgan Wallen, um, like fully. Because when Mm. I say fully, it's like I listen to the album from like first song, first track to like the last one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I, I'm just like all over the place with the music. Yeah. Cool. In yoga, is there ever like a connection to music or is always has to be like, silence? oh, no, 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 no. So yeah. the cla- so the place where I go to, we actually create our own playlist. Really? So like it okay. starts off slow and then it starts like picking up and then, okay. you know, like you hit the peak and then like it starts to come back down. But there's always music. Really? That's something that okay. people always tell me. They're like, how do you go 
to like a 60 hour workout class yeah. and you don't talk to anyone. That's what I always assume. Like, it was silent? like, no, Mm-mm. like either that or like the spa music is just yeah, like, no, know, no, 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 no. Like we're pumping, yeah. we're jamming in there. There's like reggaeton going no on. Way. There's hip hop, rap. Really? Um, I was just in a class earlier this morning and, um, trying to be a baller came on by Lou Troy and in I was yoga? Like, yeah in yoga yeah. and it's like you wouldn't have thought about yeah, that you know that's awesome so there's hip-hop yoga yeah okay. yeah there's hip-hop yoga reggaeton yoga like everything <laughs> yeah. yoga okay. yeah yeah maybe that's maybe you should pursue that maybe like offer like you know reggaeton hip-hop yoga yeah come check it out, right that would be so nice that would be like a nice hook to get people to in get the more people to come in and, yeah. and make them feel welcomed and seen and yeah you know, you don't necessarily and comfortable. And comfortable. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to be like the traditional like yoga yeah. person. Yeah, for sure. One of the questions I always ask the guests is to tell me something about themselves that don't, most people don't know about. So I'm going to put you on the spot to share a secret here. <sighs> okay, so whenever I was little, um, there was like a Selena festival off Robinson and 25th Street. Really? Okay. Yeah, and there was like a singing contest. Nice. And I performed in it and I yeah. got like second place in it. It was okay. like, I think 14 years and younger. I was at the time, maybe like nine or 10 or so. That's awesome. Um, what did you sing or what did you perform? A song I probably shouldn't have been singing. <laughs> Which is? <laughs> it was like Genie in a Bottle by Christina oh, Aguilera. No way, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I, I thought it had to be like Selena songs. No, like, it no? didn't. It was oh, like okay. a Selena festival, but oh, okay. you could sing like any song okay. that you wanted. That's when you're like a song that I shouldn't have been singing. I was like, what? Like Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb or something? No, like, what I mean, are we like when about? you listen to like Genie yeah. in a Bottle lyrics yeah. now, as, as <laughs> yeah. you're older, you're like, yeah. Eh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I got second place in that. And like my mom still has like the trophy like awesome. back at home. Is there a video? I wish there were. Yeah. I'm sure there is out there. So yeah. if anyone comes across the video or pictures, yeah. please send to them it. to me because yeah. I would love to see it. Yeah, um, that's cool. That's like something that I've never shared like with hardly anyone. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. We'll be on the lookout. Maybe on a throwback <laughs> Thursday, we'll get to see the GD. Yeah, the ball, right? yeah, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we are getting the signal here that we're out of time, so... We'll definitely have to welcome you back, you know, especially you're about to wrap up school and you're going to pursue, you know, who knows? You're saying like, I still, I'm not sure where I'm going to go, right? Yeah, so, no, definitely uh, open to, to what life throws at me. Yeah. Um, I, as you can tell, I kind of just dive into things and go yeah. from there. That's awesome. And I think that you remain authentic, which is great because that allows you to try new things and not be yeah. afraid, right? Like, Hey, I may not fit in, but. I'm We're going to give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. I like that. Well, I want to thank you for your time. The door's always open. I know you said, hey, I don't usually do this type of stuff. <laughs> like I'm kind of like, you know, say to myself that, but I, I think you did great. Thank uh, you. I don't know. Maybe I come be a ho- there you go. co-host, co-host with you or something. We're always, we're always on the lookout. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank All you right. so much for having me tonight. I've awesome. had an amazing time. Awesome. Pleasure's mine. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, the super talented Selinda Sanchez on the Maverick Podcast. Keep grinding because in the dreams we trust.